Thank you so much for joining me on my goofy little podcast here. Thank you for having me. So I've been, I've been a Heavy Feather fan for a while now. And so getting the chance to talk to you and finally talk about Heavy Feather is something I was really looking into. I mean, looking forward to. And Aww. of course, my biggest question for you right now is how are you handling COVID right now and the whole isolation factor? Uh, well, that's, uh, I mean, for everyone in this industry, it's a very, it's a very special situation, of course. Uh Um, but, um, I mean, we, uh, the band, we're still like working and we're, we're having like conversations, uh, every, every week. And right now when we're, when we're pretty soon releasing the album, we talk a lot and we, we work with that, but. I mean, without the tours, without the concerts and everything, it's it's very different. But we're trying to be creative and be active in in the ways the way we can, you know. Right. So uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like putting your life on a break in yeah in some in some way. So yeah. Do you know you're still moving forward? You're about to put out an incredible record with uh with a uh, mountain of sugar which is amazing which i absolutely love it and oh thank you but without the tours and the shows and everything there there must be some sort of like a something missing there for you like how how are you guys gonna get through that like are you gonna do some kind of like virtual performances or something like that yeah that's what those type of questions that's what we're like talking about uh, all the time right now because you can't like you, you can't plan anything because you don't know anything about the future of course we have some like we have tours planned but we don't know if we're gonna come out and do them so but i mean of course if if the situation uh, like in april is still the same uh, which i think it will be we mm-hmm. will probably do some kind of streaming uh, uh, release uh, show or something, um, but I mean that's that's the that's the tricky part right now to to just try to plan a release in this uh, in this situation. So maybe like we talked about it, like should we wait with the record? But I mean we recorded it uh, almost like a year ago, and it feels weird as well to just wait and wait and wait because we want to produce new music as well. So I think when, when the time comes in April, which is very soon, we'll see what, what the best way is to, to take. It's really been, it's really been a hard thing for so many bands and artists, you know, um, I was talking with, uh, one of the members of the Finnish band, Jess and the ancient ones. And they're, Go, they're doing very much the same thing you guys are. You know, they had a new album planned for this year. 
they kind of delayed it, hoping that maybe things would get a little better. And then finally they just said, you know, we're, we've just got to put it out because at that point yeah. they were like, we've already got a whole nother album written. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So they were just like, you know, we just need to get this out. And exactly. if, you know, and if they don't get to tour, they said, you know what, we'll put out another album and then we'll tour for two records like in 2022 or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one thing that I, in one way think it's, it's, I mean, we, we had a tour in the beginning of last year mm-hmm. in February in Germany and a, a show in Denmark as well. And uh, right after that, it break out in Europe. So I'm, we're lucky in that way that we were, we weren't like, you know, just started a tour somewhere, which some bands that we know did, and they had to go home because they couldn't finish it. So, I mean, in some way we've been lucky uh, that we had the chance to wait with the release and hopefully it will, and I think it will get, you, you know, better and better, but yeah, I think I, I feel sorry for some bands that just the timing was <laughs> so bad, you know. It really was because, I mean, you know, there were a lot of bands that, um, y- you know, that kind of hit that sweet spot where, you know, bands like Cadaver and, you know, Graveyard yeah. and bands like that who they had just finished tours when COVID was coming in. So they all were back in the studio making records and still getting right, you know, so they've kind of had that time to hibernate, but for bands that are putting out new music right now, like I can imagine because as a musician myself with a band, like when Mm -hmm. I have, when we have new material, the first thing, like I cannot wait to play it live, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so there's got to be that kind of a dampening feel to it. Yeah. So, how are you guys keeping positive and keeping, you know, from kind of being so down about it? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's ups and downs. Um, for me, I just like, when this came out and when this got really serious, I I think I just decided to, uh, to focus on other things in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we've been... We've been. I've been on tour for the last seven years or so with with this band and with other bands as well. So, mm-hmm. free weekends has been very rare, you know. Right. So right. for for me, the the first, like, yeah, last year I was just feeling quite lucky because I could meet, uh, I could hang out with my sister, my twin sister, a lot here in Stockholm. Of course, I couldn't meet my parents that much because of the COVID, but. I, I've been spending a lot of time with my sister and with some of my, you know, closest friends during the weekends. And we mm. had like, we've been outside during the summer and we had barbecues and everything. And for me, that was very special because I didn't have that time before, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It, it's so to- that's, yeah, it's totally that's, been adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's been very nice. But now like. And I think it's been different for, for all of us because, like, for Matte, the guitarist in Heavy Feather, he's more like, you know, uh, it was uh, harder for him uh, in the beginning. But now he's more and more, you know, like, uh, adjusting to the situation. But I am getting more, like, frustrated. Like, <laughs> now I don't want to. I don't want to live like this no more. I want to get out touring. So, so it's, yeah. But, I mean, you... you, you uh, 
you just have to uh, breathe and uh, stay focused in your own way and just hope for better days soon, you know. You know, and maintaining some level of creativity, too, throughout all this exactly. is so important because it is, you know, if we don't stay creative, then that time just gets kind of heavy on us. And uh, I yeah. feel like by trying to maintain some creativity is a big help. And you have no <laughs> no shortage of uh, projects to do. I mean, but, you know, with, you know, with... Uh, heavy feather and then with the family band and with yeah. the Sienna roots <laughs> like I mean one of the things I, I was so excited to talk to you about is because you know as a, as a musician like I really admire your ability to maintain this strong blues vocalist sound but within oh, those thank you but within those three <laughs> different bands though it's yeah. not like you're hearing the same thing three times, you know, like there's significant differences between, you know, the family band and heavy feather and Sienna root. So like artistically and creativity, like what do you get out of each of those differently? Like what, 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 what yeah. different things do you get out of each one? Hmm. Well, I think when, when I started, with the music and you know go out and do do shows and everything i really was into the blues to the blue sound so mm -hmm. the family band was uh, was created from that you know from that type of uh, influences and everything and uh, then i got the opportunity to um, to be a part of uh, sienna root uh, when they didn't have a singer Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I really had the opportunity to to uh, develop my <laughs> rock side, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I didn't have like uh, any. It wasn't like I was planning on, you know, doing something more rocky. You know, it was just like things happen. It's the same with Heavy Feather when we when we started. We just wanted to make something. We, we needed something else, but we weren't sure of what what it was going to be, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but I, I'm happy I'm happy that you can hear, like, the differences, because I want it to be like that, but I haven't thought about it that much, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and as, as a musician, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, because especially if you have your own significant, you know, or, you know, your own distinctive style of, yeah. Whether or not how you sing or how you play, it's, I, it's, it's not that easy to go from you know, from you know, to doing three different types of band, but still trying, but still having the same voice, if that makes sense, you know. So like, yeah, like yeah. I can tell the difference between, you know, um, organic intelligence and the difference between thirty days. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like you know, even though it's that voice it's the two distinctive styles of blues. It's like, you've got the kind of like the psychedelic blues, you've got the blues rock, and then you've got just like the straight up nasty blues, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice to hear. Um, maybe I did that like, maybe I didn't do it in, on purpose, but I really wanted to like, when, when, when I started to just uh, do some, uh, shows with Sienna 
I maybe I wanted to like you know split the bands, the family band and the Siena Roots, so people wouldn't always like think about them uh, together. You know, like uh, maybe I did it like uh, I don't know, just to try to have uh, a distance from uh, from that style, from mm-hmm. the family band style to maybe Siena Root, but. I think it also developed my voice when I started with Sienna because, I mean, when I was listening to uh, their songs, uh, they've created the like the songs in a whole different way than I would have done if I mm-hmm. if I wrote the song. So, and also like the keys in the song wasn't uh, adjusted to me. It was for some of the songs was for a male singer. So. And I don't know if I was just polite or something, but I, I wasn't asking them to change that much, <laughs> much keys, you know, because they have those sitars and everything, and that's complicated. So mm-hmm. some songs I just were like, okay, I, I, I can do it in the original key. It's okay. And I think that developed my vocals more than I thought it was going to be. So, And I brought that to Heavy Feather as well. So mm-hmm. maybe I, yeah, maybe it's, it it just changed during during this whole <laughs> musical trip. I don't know. <laughs> well, because one of the things I also admire too is you know when you go from doing say like Heavy Feather and the Family Band, where you are you know that's like your baby. You know that's where you are. Mm. You know a songwriter, and then mm. going to uh, say like Sienna Root, where you know it's already got a core group, and you're kind of going in as the vocalist. Is there a little less stress going into it, knowing you don't have to be writing with them? Or is it the other way around, where you feel more stress singing songs that have been written by somebody else? Well, for me, with uh, uh, with Sienna Root, it felt like... It felt really, really good to mm-hmm. just jump on a train that was already m- made it. You know, like, they had their vision and they had their songs... And also, like, I mean, Luve and Sami, they, they've been in the band from the start. So mm-hmm. they were the, the artists of uh, Sienna Ruth. I was, I was the singer who jumped in for some tours, you know? Right. And I really, I really like that position in a band. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I like doing choir jobs as well. Because I love being on stage. Um, but sometimes being in the middle of the stage can be that can be a bit stressful <laughs> right right so yeah I like I, I like that position it's got to be a nice change up too you know to, to yeah you know because like in my band you know I've always I've always been the songwriter in my bands you know over yeah. the years and a few years ago I played in someone else's band as a bass player and I was like yeah. this is nice <laughs> you know like I, <laughs> all I had to do was just show up and play and learn the songs like I didn't have to write yeah. them I didn't have to do anything with them you know and I was you know yeah. it, there's something to be said about that but at the same time knowing that you have a creative outlet of your own yeah. is kind yeah. of nice to kind of go back to when you're ready to have that have your moment that you want to be yeah creative. yeah yeah it's good it's nice to like mix it up a bit to be 
the, the creative one with the songs and be in the middle of the stage, but also sometimes take a step back and just be a part of something. And I think like maybe with Heavy Feather, it's been something in between those things because it's not, my name is not the, the band name. It's not like Lisa Lou's Dumb Family Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Heavy Feather and we're like, all of us are very creative and every one of us is having a big part in the band. I mean, of course, that's the same with Family Band, but mm-hmm. it's a slight different because it's more of a band feeling. Maybe that's only because of the name of the band. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I really like to be a part of that type of uh, constellation. See, I really like that too because yeah, I have a really impossible last name to pronounce. It's, <laughs> you know, it's you know, I'm from New Orleans, so it's a French name. It's you know, uh, De Lamont. And De I Lamont. Was, yes, and I was like, I could never have the Don De Lamont band because for one, no one would ever find me on the internet because they would spell my name wrong. No one could <laughs> say the name, and I was like, but you know, I don't want to be Don and this. You know, I want to be more of a unit you know kind of a unified feeling and by not having your name in the band i mean you can correct me if this is wrong but like i feel like by not having your name in the band kind of alleviate some stress off of you because yeah yeah then not all eyes are just on you you know (laughs) like people are more likely to look at the band as a whole you know i agree i agree but i think your name is a good name for a Naming a band. I don't think it's uh, that hard to pronounce. But <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's so funny because actually my, my website is dononthewebcom because yeah. I knew nobody would ever spell Delamont right, you know. So I just said, you know, I'm just going to Don on the web. That's all it is. <laughs> you, know, you can find me there. You know, so. Yeah. Well, so Mounds of Sugar is about to come out. And, you know, like I, I first heard you guys with uh, Debris and Rubble. Which yeah. absolutely blew me away. You know, you know, it just it, it hits all those sweet spots that I love about music. You know, like you know, like I, I love good blues rock. I, I love that that kind of. I, 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 it's almost like I've come to call it the Swedish invasion in a way. You know, like <laughs> so many of my favorite bands are from Sweden, and everyone that seems to be doing this style of music, you know, like yeah. you know, Heavy Feather. Graveyard, Children of the Sun, uh, yeah. uh, Lycanthropy, all these bands. Like, So I, I ask this to a lot of them, but I'm going to ask you. So is there something in the Swedish water that like makes you <laughs> just kick ass like that? Because I'm hard pressed to find that many American bands that I love, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard that before. Like people think that Swedes... Uh, have some great music Sweden have some great great music but I don't know I maybe I mean of course we are in Sweden we're famous for like the music industry and Mm -hmm. the the bands and everything and maybe there is something in the water (laughs) I don't know well can you bottle some of it up and send it send it to me because I'd love to just drink it one day to start singing like you know you know (laughs) Like like somebody from graveyard and have like a really cool beard, you know, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's it really has been kind of a big Swedish thing because I've noticed that between Sweden and Finland, like that that's where the bulk of my favorite music comes from. But yeah. there's a lot of American 
influence to your sound. Yeah, yeah. Now, does that come from American music in general, or does it come from like the older Swedish rock of the sixties and seventies? <sighs> yeah. Hmm. I think we're more influenced by like bands from America and England more mm -hmm. than like Swedish bands, like, bands actually. But of course, I've been listening to Graveyard as well, and I love them. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say that I I have listening listened that much to to old Swedish bands. Mm -hmm. uh, it also for me it also feels like this. Uh, blues rock uh, style has been growing for like the last 10 years more and more here in Sweden yes absolutely yeah but I, I don't know maybe I mean we're in Sweden you're able to go to music schools and it doesn't cost you anything you can you can like you can study it here and maybe that's a good like ground to to start on mm -hmm. if you want to continue playing music so and also we're like it's uh it's uh it's an equal country if you talk about like men and women on stage mm -hmm. and we're good at that so maybe that also is something that is uh, you know giving this <laughs> giving the music industry get gets it growing you know Yes, no, absolutely, and it's so funny because another uh, one of my friends, you know, used to give me kind of, he's, yeah, he always picks on me. He's like, "Is there a band that you like that doesn't have a female singer?" And I told him, I said, <laughs> "You know, I said for me, what I love about just female vocalists, especially in this genre of music, you know, like, yeah. like you know, um, um, you know, uh, uh, Sabata Solid and you yeah. and you know, Jasmine Sorella from Just and the Ancient Ones, is that." I personally feel like that I had I hear more versatility these days in the female voice mm -hmm. than I do in the in the male voice because after a while, mm -hmm. especially when you're doing all this kind of really boring doom, you know, they <laughs> all sound the same. Whereas like yeah. if I heard Heavy Feather, I know that's you. You know, if I hear Blues Pills, yeah. I know that's Ellen. You know, and yeah. you know, and so everything is so distinct. So mm -hmm. are you finding yourself, kind of like you said, even though there's an equal balance, are you finding yourself or, or the female vocalists in general getting more respect from listeners in the industry as opposed to how it used to be? Well, in some way, of, yes. Um, but also, I'm lucky. I, I was born in the 90s, so for me, it's... It's a good generation to be in if you want to be if you want to get more respected as a woman. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, of course, there's there's times when you feel that there is a big difference on like how how maybe promoters are treating you and your uh, your like uh, the band the rest of the band mm -hmm. the males. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think I mean. It's really, it depends on how you see it. Of course, it's getting better and better, and uh, it's going going the right way. But there's still things to work on, you know? Yeah, I feel like, especially here in the States also, with all of the ridiculous, um, that 
horrible president that we finally got rid of thank god and you know just just you know uh, you know respect towards women is something that we've really seen you know women coming forward with but at the same time it's like you said it's like yeah you know, we still have a long way to go yeah yeah you know and I mean, and, and you rock it just as hard as any guy. So that's all that matters. So, you know, that's because you know, I don't really listen to like whether or not it's a female or a male voice, to be honest. I mean, like it just happens that the female voice connects more with me because I'm like, yeah, there's more distinction between them, at least, you know, and I enjoy that, you know. Yeah. And also, I think like people are so used to bands with only guys and now it's it's changing and uh probably like listeners are probably feeling a need of that change like it gives it gives you something well it's also a it's also a, a different dynamic in music you know because yeah. you know i feel like it, it it brings in more range a lot of times it brings in a certain level of of soul you know that 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 might be missing but it's almost like every band I hear that has an incredible female singer that I love, like I couldn't imagine anyone else singing for that band, you know, mm. like it's that distinct to me. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so okay, so I have to ask you, why the blues? Like where did your where did your obsession with the blues start? <laughs> um hmm. Well I've I've always, like, since I was a kid, I loved that type of music, even though I didn't know it was blues music. Mm -hmm. I just, when I heard songs, I maybe I've heard a, I heard an Elvis song that was really bluesy. I mm -hmm. just, when I was a kid, I was just, like, grooving to it, and I really felt it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, then when I got a bit older, I, I started to know more about that type of music and mm. I'm from a very small town in Sweden and I, I went up to Stockholm with a friend and we went to a blues jam I was 19 at that time I think mm -hmm. yeah it was 10 years ago um, and we went to that blues jam and I was very I was very like certain that I wasn't gonna go up on stage and sing because I was too way too shy to do that <laughs> right right <laughs> way too shy so i was like yeah i'm gonna have a beer and i'm gonna listen to my friend and yeah i'm just gonna enjoy the vibe but um but i was uh, yeah i was forced up on that stage and i was scared as hell but when i stood there it was just the best feeling ever and mm -hmm. after that i i became a nerd i decided to you know, listen to blues, learn about blues, uh, try to ju just become really good at it. And yeah, it was like my mission in life. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it sounds like it, you know, because, to, for, you know, I listen for someone who listens to a lot of music and especially, you know, people kind of come, like you said, coming in into like out of this specific genre of sorts. I feel like mm -hmm. in some ways I can listen to some band and go, okay, you know what? That's very sincere. Or I can listen to another band and go, okay, they're trying too hard. And mm -hmm. the blues from you comes very natural. And 
girl, you can tear up a harmonica. Like, you know, I, you know, I can play Thank like, you. I can play like Dylan harmonica, you know, when I'm playing the acoustic guitar, but like, I was watching some footage of you just tear it up. And I was like, wow. You know, I was, I was like, we need to jam. You know? <laughs> so. That sounds good. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm learning more and more every day, but I, it's, it's, in one way, it's easier to play harmonica when you're like doing a a rock tour because there's not that many of them, right. the harmonica players. Because in if you do a blues festival, there's harmonica players everywhere and they're <laughs> exactly. so freaking good. So <laughs> it feels I have more confident if I'm on a rock tour uh, with the harmonica. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, it's funny because... One of the things I used to do when I was a folk singer just by myself is I would play yeah. the harmonica on the, the rack, you know, that holds the harmonica up in front of your face so you can play yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. And, sing. and I remember people would come up to me and they would be so impressed that I could do two things at the same time. And I, <laughs> and I, told, I, told, I always tell people, I said, you know, I said, I don't do either one really good. I just do two <laughs> things okay, you know, but when you do them at the same time, it looks awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's 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 nice. Then you can you get more you get confidence in the rock or like maybe also like you said like the folk um, mm -hmm. the folk platform because yeah you can do the the Dylan style and people will like it you know <laughs> yeah now when I did it with my band you know like people were just like oh wow but then when I did it on the folk scene <laughs> yeah. everyone played that you know and so you know yeah, like, yeah. you know, I was just another harmonica on a rack with an acoustic guitar yeah, that's, you know that's true <laughs> but so I'm, I'm like you yeah I, I, I prefer to be in the place where I, I, I look like I'm better than I am you know? yeah exactly <laughs> that's where you want to be <laughs> so what like, what do you do to keep keep your foot in the blues? Like, is, is that all you listen to? Like, do you listen to, like, a lot of blues? Or do you just... Or, or is it something like that was, like, an influence, but then you just kind of listen to other things as well? Yeah. Today, I'm not listening to blues that much. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I, I have so many friends and uh, colleagues in the like in the blues business so of course i listen to new music that comes out and mm -hmm. sometimes you know when i've had some some glass of wine you know i i put on some like traditional old time blues music but <laughs> it's it's quite rare nowadays i'm i listen to everything i can listen to really like commercial music as well so i'm not i'm not that nerdy anymore but it it still is like like you you said so nicely like i have that the blues is stuck with me in my voice and mm -hmm. i think no matter what i would like sing what type of styles i would sing it you would hear it because i was so stuck with it in the beginning and it it won't leave me now <laughs> it, that's actually really funny because i was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this and you know like i've been playing folk music since Gosh, well, let's see, I'm 47. I've been playing it since I was 23. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 it became so ingrained in how I write songs and how I play that even when yeah. I put a band together, it was more of like a folk rock band. But I don't mm. listen to folk 
rock music. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Iron Maiden and Graveyard yeah, yeah. and you know, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, Heavy Feather and Lycanthropy and so like bands that are nothing like how I play. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally think that if I played this kind of music and then only listened to that kind of music, that it'd be pretty boring. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, and sometimes there's just like maybe it was also like I listened to it so much that I I I needed a long break from it. Maybe I will go on and and listen a lot in a few years. We'll see. But yeah, I I weird it out a bit. I think. <laughs> You know, and one of the things I wanted to bring up because I wanted to ask you about this was um, uh, on on the album, the song. Mm. Oh my God, what song is it? Wait, okay, I had it on the tip of my tongue and I forgot it. Uh, asking <laughs> in me, thank you. Okay, I just yeah. remembered it. Like, you know, there's a band from Georgia called the Black Crows who I grew up listening yeah. to, who I absolutely loved, and that song mm. to me was kind of a reminiscent of the black crows so it almost sounded oh. like to me it was influenced by a band who was influenced by blues if that makes sense um yeah yeah, yeah. so were you are you a, a fan of bands like that like the black crows where they were kind of like you know newer bands like at least in the past you know 30 20 something years or so that yeah aren't direct old school blues do you know what i mean yeah, 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 yeah. I am. I I like uh, those kind of bands a lot, and maybe that's the type of bands I'm listening to uh, today. Um, and but asking in, in need was. I have to remember how we, like, created that song. The only thing I know is that we got stuck. I got stuck with, uh, with the lyrics, and uh, I asked my my brother to to just write something mm -hmm. and I just told him like I wanted to be abstract and hippie right. <laughs> and uh, he he wrote something and we didn't thought about it that much I, I liked it and we used it and with that lyrics it created that kind of I think that kind of uh, feeling that you're talking about um, and I, I love to work in that way because I don't like to overthink stuff too much, you know. Right. Because if when you do, it gets it gets very serious for me, and and a bit hard to uh, sometimes um, do the songs if it's if it's if you've been thinking it through so much that you're getting like stressed about it. Like, is this is this really good? This is from me. This is from me, hundred and ten percent, and this is my feelings and my emotions and do, will people like it or not you know sometimes it's just nice it's just nice to go with the flow and just like see see the whole he see the whole song and not go into details and start you know uh, thinking about <laughs> what you feel and what you come from and everything i don't know if this makes sense <laughs> i'm just no, i'm it, just talking <laughs> it no it totally makes sense because again one of the things i was i was gonna uh like mirror with that was that mm -hmm. yes and so, like of the songs that I've written for myself and, and say like for my band mm. to me my favorite ones were the ones that came to me very quickly where like I yeah. didn't have to think about it I didn't have to you know uh, I've got songs that I started writing 
five, six, seven years ago that I never mm. finished. But like, even yeah. when I go visit them now, I go, well, I don't know what the point is. I'm not mm. in that specific place anymore, you know, but yeah, exactly. But if a song comes to me within an hour or two, like I'm ecstatic. That's the one that I love the most because I haven't mm. had to overthink it too much. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And and also like those type of songs, they're for me they're often about things that that is not that like dead serious in your life. Mm -hmm. Many of the lyrics in uh, for Heavy Feather are like stuff from just uh, you know daily feelings. It's not that deep. Mm -hmm. It maybe it sounds like it, but uh, some of the lyrics are just you know things I've thought about that day and I, I had to write it down you know right and uh, it doesn't get if you like if you write songs in that way it's not that hard to get them out otherwise it will be just like for you like you get stuck with the song for maybe years mm -hmm. because it's it's so close to you and you want to make it right and and then you get uh, nervous about it so I have to ask, what is a mountain of sugar? Like, is it a place? Is it is it something like naughty? What is it? I'm trying to figure out what a, a mountain of sugar was because I love the song, but I'm like, wow, I love that they don't ever really say what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, th that's that song is exactly what I just talked about, you know, just uh, writing it because we went on a tour in Germany and uh, we uh, went to a, a cool place with a wonderful promoter mm -hmm. a woman in her like I think she's like maybe 45 50 years old or something mm -hmm. and she's the she's like the woman I want to become you know she's she's awesome and so kind and uh, welcoming and everything and when we were there and when we after after a show she came up to me and and she said honey you're amazing you're you're like a mountain of sugar <laughs> and, oh and that was <laughs> i got that that sentence got stuck with me because it was it was weird but it was like the best compliment i ever had you know <laughs> that is so fun like I would just be like, if somebody called me a mountain of sugar, I would just be like, that's, that's incredible. I've been called a lot of things, but not never a mountain of sugar, you know. So. And I was just, it was like the best sentence. And I, and I kept it in my, in my mind. Maybe I wrote it down. I, I don't know, but I kept it. And, and then I like, I was just home and I, I was thinking like, I need to do something with this sentence. Mm -hmm. And. I also had been listening to podcast about, you know, climbers uh, of Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just like something in between those feelings. Um, and it's just like a sassy, a sassy song uh, mixed with those uh, experiences. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> you know, in my review, I said something about that the song actually made me feel like you were singing directly at me, which kind of at times made me in intimidated, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's almost like I had to look over my shoulder and be like, me, are, are you singing me, you know, like, you know, I but, love that. <laughs> but that delivery is so incredible. Like when you can do that, like, is that something that you 
you really aim for a lot or does that or is it something that just comes natural to like try to sing to the person that's listening hmm. i don't i maybe maybe that's something the the people who listen can 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 answer better than me because mm-hmm. if if people think that i i can sing to them like for real i think they've they've heard the song in in the right way mm-hmm. but but it's more i don't know if i i know how to do it i haven't thought about it i'm just mm-hmm. glad if people feel that way yeah i mean because to me that's what makes that's what separates background music you know for, uh, from mm. music that deserves and needs to be listened to you know like there's plenty of music i can listen to in the background while i'm writing or while i'm doing things but when i was listening to mountain of sugar like it took but it kept it it actually required my attention which (laughs) i love that because there's not a whole lot of music or bands that do that for me and of course the ones Mm. that do are the ones i listed earlier (laughs) but like (laughs) but like there's something to be said about music that can make mm. you kind of look up from what you're doing and go, ooh, okay, is, yeah. I, I feel like she's talking to me and I feel a little uncomfortable right now. And that's kind of <laughs> cool, you know? Like, um, I don't know if you're familiar but I with uh, Wukan. Are you familiar with Wukan from uh, Germany? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Fran is a, a friend of mine and um, the song, uh, I'm Gonna Leave You, I told her, I said, I would never want to be the guy in that song ever <laughs> you know like that is like like i i felt so bad you know? yeah. like, but that's the power of song you know yeah yeah it is and uh, the power of a good listener as well you know <laughs> someone who really listens to the music and and give it a chance and hear it and just take it in but i i think also like maybe the blues gave me a lot of that too because if you if you watch a, a blues performance or if you go in just to youtube and and watch an old concert mm-hmm. uh with like i don't know uh, buddy guy or muddy waters or something there's there is so much you know true emotions there i believe and if yeah i've been listening to it that much so i think also like that learned me not to be afraid of maybe showing emotions and that can be like you know ugly faces doing ugly faces on stage just because you you really you're into it i'm not and i'm i'm happy i learned that like from the start because some mus- musicians are very focused on just look good on stage you know just mm-hmm. to do their their theatrical poses and uh, right, right. and 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 that's like a wall uh, between the audience and and the song but if you're not giving a shit about how you look and you're just doing it maybe it's easier to to get your music out there for real you know well yeah because at that point your only concern is the the delivery you know the performance yeah. not like yeah do i look like i'm having my foot stepped on when I'm singing this note, you know, Mm. you know, 
I look horrible off stage. So on stage, I really don't care what I look like. You know what I mean? Like I just get up there and just do it. So, you know, but I'm super impressed by what you said about how, you know, because I can imagine that at some point, especially when you're starting out, there's this kind of lack of confidence where you're like, how do I look up here? Do I look like, you know, am I making a weird face? And then, like you said, then you get to a point in your career where you're just like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's like the best thing I know is to watch female musicians making faces on stage, you know, not giving a shit. Just they just go up there and they're sweating and they're just like, you know, being into the moment. And that's that is something that gives me a lot of energy. And I want to, you know, that's what I want to be as well. I don't want to to be held back. <laughs> no, and, and that's perfect because, and I think that that comes across also in the recordings, especially with the two albums I've heard Heavy Feather do. Is it harder for you to capture that vibe in the studio when a lot of that vibe that you do live is kind of, you know, you kind of feed off the audience when when you're playing live? Yeah. If you're in the studio, like, what do you do to get to that that place that you are because again one of the things i love about this album is that it sounds live like it sounds like you've put on a performance so what do you do what did you do to get to that place knowing that you don't have an audience watching you well for this uh, album it was probably uh, erka erik pettersson that was uh, producing it with us uh, it was his energy and his help that helped me a lot uh, with the with the vocals because I'm I'm getting so bored in the studio. I mean, in, in before it, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go into the studio. It's gonna be amazing. But like after one day, I just want to be finished. You know, I, and uh, yeah, it's a totally different job to be in the studio or to be up on stage and. In, I always like before before we're in the studio I'm so excited but then when I'm there the same feeling catch me like this is not that fun right right <laughs> maybe, but maybe that's maybe that's because it is just like you said it is hard to to catch the real feeling but I'm really happy that I got some help with that for this album mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I I, I mean, I'm always, I'm always very critical of my my work, and mm-hmm. it's hard to listen to it. But I'm, I'm happy that you say that you can feel the live feeling because that's what we're trying to, trying to find, trying to <laughs> put out there. I'm just happy to hear another artist say that it's hard to listen to themselves because. I don't ever listen to my own music. You know, like the minute I'm done recording something and, or, and like we put an album out, like the last time I ever hear it is, you know, when I hear the final mix. I don't really hang yeah, out yeah. listening to myself. That's kind of weird. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and it's also like you get like if it was like when we when we were mixing this album, uh, it was mostly Matte that was in charge of it because mm-hmm. I know if I was going to be in that process as well, I was just going to be criticizing myself and maybe tell like tell them to, yeah, but 
put my voice down a bit or make it like that or make it like that and and that would be so like subjective like that wouldn't maybe be the best thing to to do for for the song so i already know that so it's better if i just uh, if someone think it's fun to do that and if someone is really good at it it's better that they do it <laughs> I, I i totally agree like once i get done recording i have to walk away from it because i'm the same yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know I, and i'm already <laughs> bored playing the same song for three hours as it is like i don't want to have to do it again so i just don't listen yeah <laughs> you know, so. well so i only have a few more questions for you and these are just some kind of like fun get to know you type questions so um yeah i'm just gonna throw them at you and see what you say so um yeah so if you could sing for any band for just one night who would it be oh that's hard hmm for any band it could be any band you want oh my god any band See, this, this is the type of question questions I was a bit nervous about because I, I get stuck, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, because there's so many, there's so many like artists that, uh, that I, that it, it would be, I would be so honored to sing for them, but, hmm. It's funny because I've had a lot of people get stumped on this one because they, they say, you know, the same thing, <laughs> you know, they're just like, yeah. they're like, it's a hard one. There's so many. I mean. Is there yeah, a particular but, one you've ever dream, dreamed of being like, oh, I would just love to sing with them one night? Of course, I, I, I would have loved to, to just see uh, Free perform and to sing for them would be even cooler. Oh, you could totally kill Paul Rogers. That's awesome. That would be, that'd be, that, I would totally, I could hear that too, actually. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be a cool band to to sing for, definitely. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think is an album that everyone should own? You know, like uh, like if there was a particular record where you're like, I think everyone should listen to this record. Like, what's one of those for you? Mm, I thought about it because I felt that you might gonna ask that so, so. <laughs> oh my god i'm predictable this is terrible <laughs> no but no it's only because i was nervous about it because i mean i'm boring i i'm not like you know listening i'm not listening listening to albums like from the beginning to the end right i i i get stuck with uh, like certain songs often and but there is like one record that i've been listening to a lot and that got me started um on this like bluesy style that was a Swedish guy called Daniel Norgren uh, and he's quite famous here in Sweden and I think he's been in America as well uh, and that that is more his first album is more like it's bluesy it's Americana it's folk it's mm -hmm. a bit Tom Waits uh, type of music uh, very organic and very like dirty and it's it's yeah, it, it, he's one of the artists that I've really loved and listened to a lot. That is super cool. You'll have to actually type his name out and send it to me when when we get yeah. done, so I can look him up because I couldn't spell I the name. Uh, kind of like my last name, you know, like you know, couldn't spell that. But 
<laughs> I will send it to you. And I guess I guess the other one of my last questions is, and I love asking this question, is that I like, what song do you always have to sing along with whenever you hear it? Hmm. What song? Uh, this one, this answer is uh, is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of the answer. But here it comes. There is there there well, there's no guilt here. There's no no such thing as a guilty pleasure here, Lisa. Like you just say it, you're in a safe space. Just yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So that's why I can tell you. Yeah, but there's uh, this song we always play on New Year's Eve and it always gets me in a wonderful mood and that is SOS with ABBA. <laughs> that's typical because I'm a sweet, but that that's I love that song. <laughs> that is not embarrassing at all. Because first off, Ava is awesome. Look, I, I walk around the house singing "Say You'll Be There" by the Spice Girls, and it drives my <laughs> wife crazy. You know, like I love that song. You know, so nothing to be be guilty here over. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, I guess finally is that you know uh, the album's about to come out, and yeah, what what are you hoping people will get out of uh, Mountain of Sugar when they get it in their collection and they listen to it i if they've if they've listened to our first album i hope they will hear the development that we've done because i hear it i think we've done i think this one is better <laughs> and um i think like i think i i want people to like feel like they're getting into a time machine and just uh, you know become becoming like or being in that type of you know 60s 70s uh, mood mm -hmm. but still i also want people to feel that there's i mean we're in our 20s 30s i want them to feel like we're doing it our own way as well you know not trying to to just be stuck in the past we're trying to take the past and mix it up with with our influences and our lives. So yeah, I want people to 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 hear it like that. Organic music but but a bit modern because it's played by us, you know? I think that that's probably the best way I, I couldn't have said it better. You know, like that <laughs> it's it's classic music with kind of a modern spin to it. But yeah. It's you know, it's it's classic type of music, but it's heavy feather. It's not heavy feather trying to sound like you know the stones or trying to sound like mm. muddy waters it's you know mm. those influences that are put to a band that's right here right now mm. uh, it's nice to hear and I, I, I that's what I hope that people will hear well I can't wait for everybody to hear it I can't wait to actually get my get a physical copy in my hands so I can listen <laughs> to it down in my basement and um <laughs> And I'm so glad we had the chance to talk. Uh, thank you for uh, the flat, you know, humoring me for so long. I feel like <laughs> I really enjoyed getting to know you and getting to know about, you know, what makes you work and everything. And, um, you know, congratulations on such a great record. Thank you. It was so nice to talk to you. Oh. You're so kind. And I'm so happy that you that you've listened and you really like, yeah, that you did you like our music. That's, that makes me happy. Stop.